Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. A little chilly, but doing well. You don't live in Alaska. I know, but yeah, you, 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 you're sending all the uh, cold air down here. You're like, you know, pulling a killer frost on us. I come from the south, and I'm going to say it's chilly to an Alaskan. <laughs> no, we do not yeah. do that. We don't play don't, those games. No, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, I I freely admit that uh, I, I definitely have thinner skin than you. So, um, yeah, we're, we're just prepping for, like, snowmageddon here in North Carolina. So, like, you know, there's a run on bread and milk. You know, that's what we southerners do. Right, sure, sure. All right, all right. I'm so glad I have backup tonight because Will is punchy, punchy, punchy. Yeah, yeah it's yes. been one of those weeks. Yep. In case you listeners are wondering, you do hear the chuckle of Miss Veronica Rose. How are you doing tonight, Veronica? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. You, good. you threw in a y'all, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> are are yes. you siding with the South and not the North in this matter? Well, I am Texan, so. <laughs> wow. This is yeah. Civil War. My God. <laughs> I mean, granted, I am, you know, West Texas, which technically that part of the, the state probably belongs more to, you know, the Southwest region than it does the actual South, so. Yeah. <laughs> But you can't help it when you live here that you just kind of throw out that y'all every now and again. (laughs) Speaking of sides and allegiances, I thought it was interesting how right before we started recording, you mentioned something, Veronica, that I didn't know about you. Um, Because I I live in a a glass castle where anybody (laughs) who watches Arrow automatically watches The Flash. (laughs) It's just... My second nature. So, so you mentioned you've never seen one episode of The Flash. No, I mean I've seen episodes. I just haven't seen anything this season, and I never finished last season. Like I saw, I think four episodes of last season, and then I just kind of stopped. Yeah, you, you made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, wow. <laughs> I, I, you know, no, everyone knows that for me, season four was like the lowest one for me whereas you know i know for for you sarah whenever we were you know talking season three i had to pull you across the finish line i, I think you were you were helping me pull pull across the line last season yeah yeah there there i think it, it's a show that there there lacks consistency of um yeah. and it always bothers me but yeah. i mean i first now i was thinking about this because we have Veronica, and I may say something that's sacri- sacrilegious right now, but <laughs> I would actually argue season one of The Flash probably is better than any season of Arrow as a whole. I barely remember season one. Of <laughs> uh, The Flash or of Arrow? The Flash. <laughs> yeah, you know... The Flash just didn't pull me in quite like um, Arrow has, or even now as far as Black Lightning has. Um, and I also have like Legends of Tomorrow. Is you know, I, those are the three that I'm actually committed to. Um, wow. Supergirl and The Flash, for some reason, they just didn't hold my interest. And even though I watched the first and second season. Um, I think I watched most of the third season of The Flash, but I it didn't stick with me. I didn't rewatch anything and stick with it. Mm-hmm. And I barely, barely made it through first season of Supergirl. So, um, so if you're a fl- <laughs> fan of Black Lightning, are you reading my fan fiction about Gamby? And um, mm. no, I didn't even know that there was name? one. <laughs> oh, she's been shipping hard. She's been yeah. Oh, I'm no. surprised, you know, there's, there's this, you know, she's just waiting for a few more clips that she can like put together a fan vid for it. <laughs> Anytime oh, we talk Black Lightning, there's at least <laughs> two points where I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you notice what they didn't say, Will? <laughs> there's some history. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh gosh. It's like the best bit ever. I I love that bit so much. Yeah. Supergirl. 
I understand because that show, even season three, lost me. But I'm watching season four, and it ha- this is their best season. Yeah, it totally mm. is. Veronica, you uh, you should go over the hiatus. Uh, you should definitely go watch it because uh, just looking at your timeline, um, mm-hmm. there are a lot of parallels to what's going on in present day that I think you would really get into. Yeah, mm. and, uh, and Sam Whitworth. Um, Sam Whitworth. Now, I may be biased because I have a giant crush on him, but he is freaking <laughs> amazing on the show, and he's he plays one of the best villains. Like, I'm, I'm going to be shocked if at the end of this season, if he doesn't come out and, like, articles down the road that talk about the Arrowverse don't mention Agent Liberty being among the top three, if not the best villain in the Arrowverse. Ooh. Wow. Like, he's really good. He is good. He is good. <laughs> now, I agree with you there. I, I agree with you in, in the top three. Uh, but uh, as a top, I don't know. Well, well, here, here. So, so I know, Veronica, you don't watch the show. Right. But um, I do want to do a small recap of Supergirl Episode 8, Bunker Hill, because there's something that they did that I didn't expect them to do, and it all goes back to Agent Liberty. And I want to talk about Will. Will talk with Will about this a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Will. It's that 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 moment when he, he he's lost the battle, mm-hmm. and then he throws out that idea that well now everybody knows who I am, Denise. I'm Ben Lockwood. You yep. know my identity, yep. but you don't know hers. And why is that okay? And why is that right? And and so, yes, very cliche. And we've seen it now on Flash. We've seen it on Arrow time and time again, this whole identity crisis and being unmasked versus hiding out in the shadows as a hero. Mm-hmm. But what they also did with, was they added that moment at the end with the president and the president is telling Kara, like, yeah, I I risk my family's safety every day. Why do you have the right not to to just opt out of that? And I've never thought about it in that sense before. That was a very, you know, I, you where it must have read my mind because that was the highlight moment for me of that episode as well. And how strong a moment that was that you're right. I haven't seen that quite done that way when presenting um, the issue of, you know, unmasking these villains and because you always hear this the, the, you know i do it for the safety of my family blah 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 but when the president put it in that those terms and then turn it back on her like you said to why do you get to opt out when i deal with this every single day right uh it was a very strong moment and it really for the mid-season finale really captured the ethical dilemmas that uh this 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 season has really presented and also you know how we talked earlier how Kara has has not gotten it it again shows how she she's just not getting it and why agent liberty has been able to you know utilize the xenophobia and everything to his advantage even in that moment after he was unmasked and getting taken to the prison he right. he, he masterfully used that opportunity to again expose at least for, from their perspective, why he, you know, why he's taken this initiative and why he has even, even gotten James to like, you know, question it and, and almost got James to come to a side, even though they, they, they didn't, I was a little disappointed that they didn't let James jump all the way. And he, you know, he managed to catch himself, but mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it would have been interesting to see how that that storyline would have would have gone, which I know we see that in Arrow, which we'll talk about here shortly. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a masterful moment, and I, I think that was probably the one of the best episodes of Supergirl I've seen. Yeah, it, and and like this goes back to my point about Agent Liberty is that I didn't even find him to be. He was a predominant focus of that episode, but it was we we've seen an entire episode now just focused on Ben Lockwood and his whole evolution into Agent Liberty. But 
for him just to have that brief moment of failure and defeat and then to manipulate the situation to it as advantage, that's why I think he's a fascinating villain. He is. Yeah. And he doesn't need superhero powers to nope. to be on par with Kara because he he is that um that opposite intellectually and that's what you're seeing and that's where you see a lot more of those flaws in Kara highlighted and all of my sometimes frustration with her because she why can't she understand um but I'm I'm very happy with where they left things and I'm even more curious as to where they'll pick up on things and more stories that they're going to tell in the later half of the season. Definitely, definitely. And also this, you know, I I think Agent Liberty is going to be a, a season-long presence. Uh, we, because I, I think the, uh, the, the the Russian Supergirl, the Soviet Supergirl, has, you know, has sort of been teased a few moments, but maybe... Maybe the writers and the production teams realize that this Agent Liberty storyline is so strong that maybe they're pushing this the, the Soviet Supergirl back a little bit now, uh, because because of the things that you just that you just mentioned that how how strong a storytelling it is and they seem to hit their stride without having a super super powered supervillain. Yeah, and I mean, which again, hats off to the writers now because for them to have that um, foresight is very impressive and to stand by that because I was shocked when they killed Mercy Graves and her brother at the beginning of the season, considering how much of a deal it was that they were going to be included into this season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But they lasted three episodes because they're like, we don't need you. We have Sam Whitworth. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We gave, we, we, we provided Ben the tools and now we're just going to, off these characters, which yeah. yeah, which I think honestly it was it was it was good. They served their purpose and they didn't let them linger on. Yeah, absolutely. So while one superhero decides not to reveal her identity, we we head over to Star City where we have Oliver Queen, who's finally unmasked, and not only is he unmasked, but he's about back into the real world, quote unquote. And um and you know things have changed. <laughs> yes. I don't know how to lead into this episode any clearer than that, but things have changed. Veronica, we brought you on today to mainly talk about Arrow. So, you know what? Just, where are you? <laughs> um, you know what? So far, I am really enjoying this season like I think that having a new crew of writers has dramatically changed the way that I feel about Arrow because after the last couple of seasons I was getting to the point where I was like yeah but um so far I mean if if I separate myself from you know like part of like who's the favorite and who's not the favorite and just look at it as a whole show. I'm really enjoying it. Like I, I like the um, the back and forth dialogue. You know, I like the intrigue that's going on as to, you know, what's going on with Dig and and Lila and and being able to kind of like see different characters each have their own arc going on and not having this kind of center around Oliver, even though he is what the show is about it's um kind of a nice breakup for me so I personally am enjoying it however um I'm not (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of the idea of having him teaming up with the law enforcement like um I think because in a sense I kind of go back to you know, the idea that I had of Green Arrow from the comic books, who a lot of people argue this point, but, you know, he's kind of a socialist. And most of the time, socialists aren't really into law enforcement or the government, you know, and fascism and all. Um, but for the show, it totally makes sense. It makes sense that he, because the whole point of his um, 
I guess his legacy was to just get justice for for people and so it makes sense but I'm not a huge fan of it but it's not like I hate it <laughs> and I just I don't know so so you're you're gray about the subject of him <clears throat> well I mean yeah but not in a like completely negative way like I'm not gonna be you know totally going and blasting the writers and how could you and why would you give us that and you know I'm not I'm not interested in, in trying to shame the writers or the producers of the show and, and shame characters. Like, that's not my deal. I just, you know, there's certain types of things I'm going to like and some things I'm not. And I'm just not a fan of law enforcement. So. <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that is perfectly fine. Um, before yeah. Will can, though, I want to give a shout out to someone who we have had on the show, our friend Lacey, who wrote an article for Collider, which we all know why we love Collider, Schmodown, um, <laughs> about Arrow. And she she talked about how um, the reason why this season is going so well is because they are giving their female characters more agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really and I don't. 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now, I will say though, last night's ep- or Monday night's episode, Unmasked, was the first time this season where I saw a bit of the detriment of that, considering this show is about Oliver Queen. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I was a big fan of Oliver Queen during this episode. He felt. I understand why he played it this way, but I just, he, it was so reserved, so unsure, like, and it just, I don't, I don't know if we'll, we'll edit this out or leave it in, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, He, he was like a little pussy and um, (laughs) I'm not sure if I like that version of Oliver Queen. He, they like pussified him. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then I have to say that that by doing that, by getting that version of Oliver, I, I, I have liked Felicity every single episode of the season until Monday night. Mm. It got, and it's not that the writing was bad. For mm-hmm. some reason, I felt like Emily Bett was just forcing that kind of really brashness which I don't it I just I saw the acting and this is the first time mm-hmm. I've ever seen the acting in regards to her performance and I didn't like it mm. <laughs> yeah I think I don't think a lot of people were I think, kind of split down the middle because there's some that were totally for it and then there's a lot of people who didn't like it they didn't like seeing an aggressive felicity you know because Everybody has kind of put her on this pedestal of being the quote unquote the light, you know, and mm-hmm. and the bright spot in this in the group of people, and you know, um, but when I think about like what she had to kind of go through, like yes, I think that her aggression is understandable. Her her fear, her constant fear because she couldn't protect Oliver while he was in prison no matter what she was trying to do and so now that she has him there she suddenly feels like she's the one that has to be the protector Mm -hmm. and he's being you know and and just from I somebody that I care about incredibly um was in prison when he got out okay he went in at age of 17 and he was tried as an adult. When he came out, he was already in his late 20s. When he came out of prison, he was walking on eggshells with every one of us and with society. He didn't know which way was up, which way was down. And he was extremely vulnerable and extremely sensitive. So actually, the way that Oliver was acting was kind of interesting that I wondered, you know, did he read up on how a person might possibly act when they come out? Even if he was only in for, like, six months. Yeah. I Um, mean, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I was listening to you guys talk and just thinking about the episode. Um, I, I, so I actually liked the way that they portrayed Oliver because, remember, he did go through all those experiments and the mm-hmm. treatment mm-hmm. that that the uh, doctor did to try to break him, and mm-hmm. it, 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 it to me it seemed like, like as you're saying, Veronica, uh, by having him. Like you know, just you know, everybody was so looking for the Elicity shower scene, and they did have one, but you know, it was Oliver like <laughs> spooked, like you know, yeah. thinking back to what happened to him when he the last time you know when he was in the shower in the prison where he got jumped, and right. and so you know, so I think it was a as you said, it's, uh, maybe Stephen did do some research or whatever, and you know, getting preparing for playing Oliver in this this in this new light, mm-hmm. uh, having that PTSD or, you know, whatever you want to call it after he has been through this. And also because of all the things that he was subjected to when he was going through those treatments, where the doctor was trying to break him and everything. Um, I, I, I like that because it, it was a very human, it humanized him mm-hmm. instead of always being this larger than life character. It, it shows how he, he has changed. And and the, the black and white world that he used to to you know be in as far as the Green Arrow now he is starting to see the world in more shades of gray. Right. Yeah. Right. While Felicity's seen it very very much in black and white. Yes. Yeah. And you know it's it's fair that she's having the reaction that she has. And I was actually really glad that they wrote in for her to. Um, confront Oliver about the decision that he made for everybody mm-hmm. without consulting with her. I was glad to see that they brought that up because, you know, that that's a big issue in a marriage when one person makes a decision for both without even discussing it. So for them Would to it be bring the that first up, time you know, for them. <laughs> yeah. Right. And see, and that's the thing that was kind of like making, I think hard for some fans to, um, feel like their relationship was on equal ground for a long mm-hmm. time because previous seasons they always wrote Felicity as like I'll just do your bidding kind of thing and when she started off she was feisty you know she fought him all the time about things mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they started writing her as like okay whatever you say and it got a little annoying but now this season we finally see a Felicity who has had to grow from her experiences. Now, whether if some people think it's bad or good, you know, that that's the opinion of them, but she's grown and she mm-hmm. is not the same person anymore. You know, she's not young and naive and completely, you know, wrote, looking at the world with rose colored glasses. You know, now she's actually seeing it for what it really is, especially for, you know, a city like star city where everybody wants to burn the place down, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and having to confront, you know, uh, Diaz and having to literally fight for her life with right. him, you know? Right. So I like, I like that part of the story. I, I, I'm totally down with it. And then like seeing, um, you know, the interactions between Renee and Dinah, and then there's Laurel and Felicity, then, you know, and what's the, the little secret going on between Lila and Dig, you know, and then there's poor Curtis out in space, just kind of floating around. <laughs> yeah. But, um, he's probably, yeah, he's probably the person who's had the least work development this yeah. season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I, was, speak, I touched on Diggle and uh, Diaz earlier. Um we were talking about Supergirl, and what do y'all think of of that? As far as possibly being a a you know, and especially in the context of what we were just discussing with Felicity and Oliver, mm-hmm. uh, where do you see the end game on that? You know, <clears throat> considering that Lila has had to use criminals in the past, you know, hence the Suicide Squad, to you know get her own gains. Um, I'm not really surprised to be honest with you. Like I wasn't at all shocked when they opened that cell door and there he is. Um, 
I'm, you know, I'm still on the fence about <laughs> how I feel because, you know, Diggle really hasn't said a whole lot. Um, they haven't given him his opportunity to kind of explain where he's at. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of been bouncing back and forth like a ping pong ball and we haven't really gotten a, you know, like, where are you, Dig? Like, what, what is it, what is going on with you? We haven't gotten that yet. So I'm going to hold my judgment on, on this particular situation because I want to see where they're going with it. Um, I don't want to get mad about, oh, my God, why are they doing this to Oliver and Felicity? Like, because not everything's about Oliver and Felicity. Right. You know, he is a part of Argus now. So I just I want to see where it's going to go. And. I think at this point right now, I just don't feel like no matter what happens, I don't feel like Diggle will ever do anything to ever truly, truly, truly turn his back on Oliver and Felicity or just stab him in the back. I always feel like he, you know, he's, there's an end game for him every single time he's done something. So I want to see what happens with this. I'm kind of curious to be real honest because, and I'm still really confused about what's going on with this painting. <laughs> like, where the hell did this painting come from? And what, I mean, I know where they got it, like all that, but I'm just like, why is this part of the story? But I'm, I'm sure we're leading up to that. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's at the end of the day, I, I don't, I didn't really have too much of a thought about Diggle and Lila working with Diaz. Um, because it's it's a plot point that's going mm-hmm. to be exploited and it's going to get connected and we're going to figure out what's in the painting and there's going to be a double cross and mm-hmm. eventually Felicity is going to kill Diaz and then <laughs> Oliver and Felicity are going to get divorced, um, <laughs> which doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, what's, what's really like on my mind when I'm watching these episodes is that anytime they include the flash forwards, I'm just constantly wondering why is Oliver hardly mentioned? Like the main focus is on figuring out what happened to Felicity. Um, And then finally in this episode, we got some, we understand more about Oliver, but still like, where is he? What is he doing? Is he alive? Is he dead? <laughs> is he with Felicity? Are they broken up? Do they have a child? Yeah. Uh, you know, don't get me started on the the whole Felicity baby thing because that just irritates me. <laughs> and but so, you know, so 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 you don't think Black Star is uh, is uh, no? You know what? It's it's actually a very good fan theory, and I would not be at all shocked if that's what the truth is like that what it comes out to be that she is their daughter and that casting um, is genius because she looks like she legitimately could be but anyway yeah <laughs> so i think um for me like i know a lot of people are really hating the flash forwards especially when they said that Felicity was dead and everyone just like freaked out and oh my god the world was gonna end but you know I mean look what they do for a living yeah (laughs) exactly and they're not like immortal so eventually they're gonna die (laughs) and this is like we're talking and that's that's assuming that Felicity is actually dead maybe she and Oliver yeah you know they they may have planned they may have planned their grand escape out of Star City finally mm -hmm. see and that's what I keep thinking I'm honestly Mm -hmm. under, I feel like this is just some big ploy to like get everybody back together. And I feel like William is in on it and like, you know, whoever the hell everybody else is, like everybody knows what's going on except for like, you know, each other. (laughs) I just, I I feel. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't think William is in on that. I think he is the fact that she gave him that stone that led to his whole adventure back to his hometown and to figure things out. I think he's the key, mm-hmm. but, but I, um, I don't think he's in on what, what, what this overall plan is with Oliver and Felicity. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just, it's like, I keep telling, you know, my friend, my close friends that I'm always talking to about this, like, I don't, 
like assuming so much about what's going to happen. I don't like creating too much of a fan theory just for the simple fact that I want to be surprised. I want the excitement of what's going to happen next. I don't want to sit here and conjure up all these things that this is what's going to happen. And some people, I mean, some people are just like gaveled down. That's the bottom line. Like, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then like they get Will. all disappointed. Yeah, you can get full, a lot of that on, yeah, go to Reddit and they'll just have threads yeah. of that, yeah. Like Will's fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> he really needs to stop. It's, it's a bad habit. <laughs> I mean, God, just because you don't get what you want with Gamby, like, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, oh, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We know where that's coming from, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> now I I I hear I hear you, Veronica, but mm-hmm. I just want to throw out this one random thing that I noticed um, that I don't know if it means anything. I doubt it will, but I found it interesting how in present day they they learned about this whole scrolling key society, mm. and yet I couldn't help but notice that in the flash forward with Black Star. On her forearm, there's a tattoo of a key. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, does William have a tattoo of a scroll? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything that gets pointed out in present day that seems to be a major um, talking point for the characters, in the end, it's going to give us. You know, it's hinting towards something that's coming. I mean, that's with any show you watch. Mm-hmm. Any show. Mm-hmm. They have a major talking point between the characters, and there's just a lot of dialogue about a specific thing. You know it's going to come up later and have a big part of what's happening. So, yes, I think that her having that key tattoo is definitely giving some kind of clue, but for the life of me, I couldn't even begin to imagine what... Um, I I was watching the episode and I just was sitting there and I just remember thinking like man they're just throwing so much out there I'm getting lost <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of threads keep yeah keep, right yeah during the height during the, the break just go back rewatch it make notes for you know seven B because there are a lot yeah. of there were a lot of threads out that they put out there in the mid season yeah. And that's exactly why I refuse to even try to assume what the heck is going on because <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I just tossed the air, the papers in the air, and I was just like, you know, what? forget it. I give up. I'm just gonna wait and watch each episode, and I'm just gonna be surprised. <laughs> did, did you do that before or after you saw the reveal that the um, the new Green Arrow is Oliver's half sister? You know, that got ruined for me a long time ago because apparently, I guess, a whole bunch of people figured it out um, based off of some sort of, like, I don't know, a picture leak from one of the writers from the show. <laughs> and I was really, really mad because if you all know me well, you know I hate spoilers and they piss yep. me off. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so when I saw that, I was not at all shocked. <laughs> what about already... you, Will? <laughs> Um, I, you know, we, a few weeks, a few episodes back, we were, we, we'd started Theory Spiral and we didn't mention, um, her per se, but we did, you know, did the figure out, we, you know, I, I think I tossed out Talia, Talia Al Ghul, mm-hmm. um, as a possibility. Um, but, um, because I, you know, just by body shape and, and size and stuff, I figured out it was a woman. Uh, but beyond that. I was genuinely surprised when it turned out because I, I did not see any of the spoilers, and it was a pleasant surprise. Uh, but I made, you know, but obviously <laughs> the way it uh, the way it ended and the way the show started with her doing the, um, you know, her drills just like her half brother. I was like, okay, I like this, I like this, and it's going to definitely, um, you know lead to some things uh in in the in the next part of the season and it's also just very robert queen of Mm -hmm. not ever giving up ever and he's always got it you know he always has a 
card and he hasn't <laughs> in played. In more ways than one, the man yes. did not give up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. So, so illegitimate children everywhere. <laughs> seems to be that way. Seems wow. to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, mean, we're, you know, we're throwing out Ill- illegitimate children, pacification, <laughs> Jesus, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I saw where, like, maybe Screen Rant and some other places where I think they're, if they hold true to the comic, uh, this half-sister is, um, what was that, Queen, I think is her name? Aniko. Aniko. Aniko, and she's the Red Arrow. Uh, So if they hold hold true to that, then, you know, this will be fun. Um, But she's green. Well, you know, well, of course she is. <laughs> is Oliver going to be that much of like a spoiled brat and be like, you can't be the Green Arrow too. I'm the Green Arrow. You have to be a different color. Maybe you could be red. Speedy was red. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe she doesn't want to carry the mantle of the Green Arrow. Maybe she wants to do it on her own. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, hey, we've got Speedy. And we've already got outfit. a missing. <laughs> yeah. Got, got Colton in a red outfit. So, so what? Yeah. She'll be like, hey, I'll just be red because that's been an original idea. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let's 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 I don't know. Let's try something like black, you know, because they do have to be in the dark all the time. They do. They do. <laughs> but you know, whatever. <laughs> maybe <Yeah>. maybe blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um I think that the introduction of Amico Queen is is kind of cool. Um considering that she is a legitimate part of the Green Arrow comics. Um, I just am curious as to who the mom's going to be, even though everyone's already spoiled that for me too. But um, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we, because well, it can't be Shadow. <laughs> yeah, but it's Talia, right? Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. wait it is Talia. Yeah, um, that from my understanding, because in the comics it's Shadow, right? And um. They can't really do that for the show. <laughs> so it only makes sense that they would use Talia as the mom of Amiko Queen just because of the way that she's trained just like mm-hmm. Oliver. She shoots just like Oliver. And who is the one who trained Oliver? So, and anyway. that's why they brought her back in the prison storyline. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it all makes connects. sense. Yep. Makes, makes sense. Total sense. Yep. So but also. Yeah. Robert Queen got around like oh <laughs> my god that man I swear to God yeah son, yeah the son the son is like the father <laughs> and, and, and wait William is just now coming back to Star City how many affairs have he has he gone off and had like Jesus <laughs> right. right I just you know I I'm you know as much as I enjoy the show and everything one of the things I will say that in the last two seasons even the last three because I mean let's face it but halfway through season four you were just like what mm-hmm. um I, you know i'm mark and wendy were just doing a really crappy job just i mean like everything about what was happening in those seasons were it just didn't click and so here we are in season seven and they're doing a lot of cleaning <laughs> trying to clean up the mess that was left behind and I'm give mad props to these writers because they're they're really addressing a lot of issues mm-hmm. that I think if it was still under Mark and Wendy's guidance, we wouldn't be having. And so I'm that's why I'm not gonna be, you know, upset with the, the direction that the show is going as like most people are like freaking out. And I just I have to laugh at them because I'm like, wow, it's it's gonna be okay. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I really think that, you know, they kind of really had to map out. And I think that's why Beth has been so hush-hush about what's going on. Like, you know, they used to leak all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, I mean, she's got that on lock. Right. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, good on her. Because, yeah. Well, I know as a man, viewer. Yeah. As a viewer, it's great. I mean, that's the one thing that gets so maddening with uh, with some of the other shows, The Flash and others, mm-hmm. where you just see all the set photos and, you know, and I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm guilty as charged as far as sometimes sharing it, but other times I'm just like, you know, I wish I hadn't seen that. 
Just be a little surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, and it's I, funny. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I I was going to say that I, I totally agree with you. I mean, despite like my starting off on a negative note about this episode as a whole, this is probably one of the better seasons of Arrow, if not the best. Um, mm-hmm. They can always still screw it up. I mean, come on. <laughs> 23 episodes, yeah. plenty of time to screw it up. But um, we last week when Will and I were talking about it, we both agreed Mm -hmm. like they're making the right decisions this year. It's Mm -hmm. it's a new show, but it also feels a lot like season one, season two, like like it it has that same spirit. And um, Mm -hmm. I despite Elicity being on the rocks, like I still I, I agree with you. Like it makes sense why they both are behaving in this way. I didn't like seeing the behavior, but right. I, I understand the logic and the motivation to do it and it needs to be said. Um, I just wish it was, I guess, handled and maybe acted in a little bit of a different way. That's mm-hmm. my preference. Um yeah. And and I like the fast flash forwards. I'm surprised to hear that people are not digging them. Because I, I I like the twist. I like how it's not going back to Island and seeing how Oliver became um, who he is five years later. Mm-hmm. It's about William rediscovering where he comes from and the legacy his dad left behind. Yeah, you and I are part of the minority in that because, yeah, there's a lot of people who are not digging it. And you know what it, it comes down to is they feel that Dinah... Black Canary is getting too much screen time and people are just, for some reason, they're so new green or new team arrow team is honestly, they're, they're so hated within the fandom. Um, And I want to say the Elicity fandom specifically because they don't want them as part of OTA. So having those flash forwards where Diana's kind of you know, important part in telling the story of the flash forward, they're like, they're not having it. And so it's kind of like, all right, but for me, the flash forwards, I think are awesome. Like I totally dig that whole like dystopian future kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. And I think it's so cool. So I'm really into it, but other people don't like it. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're going to watch. That's what you're going to do. Because I want to exactly. know what happened to Dinah's throat. Yes. Just yeah, did you yes. see that? I just noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I told my mom, I was like, what happened to her neck? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I have to go and rewatch episodes. Because I'm like, why did, am I just noticing this now? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes, well, I saw it this episode and I was like, oh, because I know they made reference to non, to I guess some non-meta act. Uh, I guess around episodes three or four when they did the flash forwards mm-hmm. where, where metas were like prohibited or something like that, if I recall. Right. And, I was, and I right. saw, and I saw the scar this week and I was like, Oh, so they got rid of her scream. <laughs> yep. So yeah. And it, I was like, you, why did it take me so long to see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm really, I, I'm so digging the flash forwards. Like I'm so intrigued and um, I love the introduction of Maya you know, even if she's going to end up being the Elicity baby everyone's been wishing for. Hey, um, that's I, a good wish to have. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm so, like, kids nowadays, like, just it's not necessary to, like, get married and start popping out babies. But, you know, whatever. Hey, um, yeah. Oliver's and, got to catch, well, no, Oliver has William, so he doesn't have to catch up to Barry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or depending yeah. on what well, depending on what timeline you're in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, after this crossover, everyone could just suddenly disappear. You never know. Um <laughs> which brings me to another question that I have while watching both Arrow and the Flash. Um, especially watching the Flash. And it goes back to our first conversation this season about it, Will, where we both thought it was weird how um, the Flash did not pick up six months later from the That's Enlightenment. Right. That's right. I That's still right. have yet to answer They're as still... to why they made that decision. Well, but 
Well, because Nora was introduced in the living room. So it was, I think that first episode, there was no need for the time jump. But there had to be some kind of time jump somewhere in order mm-hmm. to get everything synced up to mm-hmm. uh, to the to the Elseworlds. Mm-mm. Nope. They they said just they 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 talked about it in the other night's episode, the hundred hundredth episode, that it's only been three weeks since Gracie's been in the hospital. That's right. They did say that. Yep. I've I've been keeping my ears sharp on this because yeah. it's driving me crazy because I yeah. know that there's a reason why they made that decision. And and that's why I'm constantly like, okay, and then they're gonna tell me the reason and it's gonna it's gonna wipe the elicity slate clean and all is will be merry over there. Just give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or there's gonna be a time jump this week <laughs> to get to Elseworlds. You know, I'm curious as to how everything's gonna fall into Elseworld because um for me, just from seeing previews of The Flash and watching Arrow, I'm just, I'm like, how is it all going to come together? You know, whereas in the, all the other previous shows leading up to it, they've really started, like, they hint at things. They even yeah. mention each other in the episodes. Yeah. Whereas this one, I really haven't heard any mention. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch The Flash, but at least in Arrow, I haven't even heard them once mention Barry. There no, it's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, even though Barry also was in prison for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Things move move much faster in Flashland, I'll tell you that much. Apparently Central <laughs> City has its own, you know, time zone going on over there. Oh, yeah. well, um, yeah. we there was a time time hack this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, okay. I, I gotta get into this with Will. Because I, it, it started off so strong for me. I was like, oh, major exposition scene, a lot of science, a lot of excitement, a lot of like, like pieces like here, let me, let me tell the audience what's going to happen, what we're doing, why, yep. and why it's logic makes logical sense. I love all of that. Um, I like how Barry originally didn't want Nora to go, and then she convinced, and then Iris convinced him. I like that. I like them going back, mm-hmm. and instead of going forward, because so much of this show is about um, time travel and trying to erase past mistakes. Instead of this time, it's it's a revisit, revisiting all of those m- bad moments, and and there's something unique about that that I liked. Um, and then they came back to the present day. Yeah, and things got silly, it just did. downright silly. And and I blame it all on the casting of Chris Klein. I mean, I recall back when he was first announced, you had your um, hesitation about him. Yeah, and you were completely right. Like he he's really bad, really bad. <laughs> oh gosh. And and it bothers me because we've spent so much time with this villain. I don't care if he's not the overall big bad guy of this season. I don't care about that. The writers are still de- dedicating a lot of time to his story, to his right. progression. And and to me, whether like it's just why haven't they gotten rid of him? Um, they had to, they had to get to this point for the ultimate reveal at the end of the episode. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I won't belabor the point that I made last week about him being a glorified, uh, villain of the week, uh, or week in, and however way you want to use that word. (laughs) Um, but, um, I think at this point, uh, you know, I just, yeah, you know, yeah. Let's just let's just dispose of him, and let's just really focus on what's really going on between Nora and Eobard. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because that ending was like why I I will have to say that was why I fell for this show to begin with. Um, yes, and, and also just seeing you know even the scene where um, I guess it was what season 
was it two or three where he is very yeah two to help him defeat zoom he had to, to learn from fawn um that scene was just beautiful and yeah. and how uh, it, you know um, just unpack it in so many ways one you had again mind you know mind twisting of the timeline because you had fawn clearly this version of fawn is has you know, is on a different path than what they are on right now because he was confused about Nora versus Dawn and the Tornado Twins. Mm-hmm. So you had that piece. Two, you know, Veronica chime in. This version of Thawne, uh, some version of Thawne was killed off in Legends of Tomorrow. So we, you know, and... Yeah. So, you know, so you, you had <laughs> that piece going. Three, you had the... Um, the just it just I just reminded how well they play off each other because I, I have some correspondence on folks on Twitter last week after the episode they're like why did Matt Lester come back as far as playing Thawne and I was like because Tom Cavanaugh and Grant just play off each other so well and that version of Wells is still it's iconic yeah it is it is no disrespect to Matt Lester because he's done a great job with the character too but yeah, and so you had all those pieces going, and to me that was like the highlight of the episode. That and the end. Uh, the Savitar um... one was kind of like okay. I was disappointed. <laughs> I felt like you know the Savitar and the Zoom moments were like, oh, this is a clip show. They're just trying to save on the budget uh, for the hundredth episode because they're you know, you know they, they hyped up they hyped it up so much. But I will you know even though I have my quibbles with it i will have to say that the the the, the scenes with thawne w- are what made me enjoy it even you know as i said earlier prisoner of the moment uh you know uh, you know over time you know some of that has faded a bit but um you know just talking about it now reminds me of like you know why i did like the the 100th episode my gut reaction was like damn that was good yeah i think because i've always I, I recall being at one point, I prefer Matt Lester over Tom Cavanaugh as Thon, Eobard Thon. Um, but I think why they chose this version um, for him to go back in time and re encounter is because this season buries a father for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he's also not, he's not the one who trained Nora. Right. To be a speedster um, because Iris made the decision that she wasn't going to considering what happened to her dad. Mm-hmm. So so now we're seeing in the present day Nora getting training from her dad and there why they went back in time to revisit um, t- the season two season um, season one technically. Ebard Thawne yeah. is because Ebard Thawne is the one who taught Barry how to be a speedster. Right. And there's that's why that betrayal was so Shakespearean because yes, that is your biggest arch enemy. That is the man who murdered your father, but that is also the man who for months has been a second father for you, a yep. father figure who has taught figure. you how to be the hero that that is going to turn into the villain for him. Like there's, there's so many, so much to that relationship that, that, and that's why I like the reveal at the end. I think that there's some cheesiness that I can't help, but not see um, to that reveal. But I also, if maybe they had just had done different makeup, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> don't know why his hair was blonde and well, bothers I, I, me. Yeah, well, maybe that's a tip not to. I mean, because you know, the actual the, you know, Thawne is blonde. Yeah, so, I know. So, so it was a nod to you know at least to, to that, and you know, and to your point, the father figure. Not only was he a father figure to Barry, but also to Cisco. Because think about it in the scene in this episode where they go back to the night of the particle accelerator yeah. explosion, and he does the he, you know extends the hand of friendship but we all you know the moment he stuck his hand up like that i was just like i instantly went back to season one where he impelled cisco and i went back but not in a good way 
It, it, yeah, I did. It, not definitely not in a good way. No, but no, no. Was, oh. No, it worked for you. It did not work for me because oh. I felt like it was forced. I feel like oh. they've reused that way too much. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I know Collider made that point too, as far as going to that well one too many times. Uh, wells one too many times, but um, yeah. But you know, there That's was a also, well in every season. There is. There is. <laughs> we don't need Sherlock unless uh, unless unless Sherlock is just uh, you know Earbard just you know hanging out. I doubt. But or, or or in liege with them, but I doubt that. Um, well, you is sure Sherlock has been on suspicious of Nora for for a while now. He yeah. he knows, and and it's just a matter of time before he makes get that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, clearly it was Earbard who told Nora when to go back. Yep. And and it's 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 again, it's very fascinating for me to know now that like those moments when she's in the future day and seeing um, reverse flashes suit mm-hmm. and and you can see that there's a connection there. You can see that there's kind of, it's almost like she's seeing her father's suit for the first time yeah. because Eobard clearly is the one who right up until she went back in time taught her as much as he could about being a speedster to, for, to begin with. Yep, yep. And also, yeah, and and, it, and the betrayal also is going to be so devastating because, you know, Barry making the point of, like, not sharing everything about his story to her. And, you know, it made a, it made a particular point, like, saying not everything, you know, that not everything that happens in, is in the Flash Museum. Yeah. Okay, Iris, we got to talk. Yeah. Because... <laughs> What do you mean you don't tell her? Like, I understand half of the thing. I, I understand most of it, all of her decision-making in the future. But you're really going to tell me that that she never was told who killed Barry's mom and why Barry was forced to live with Iris and Joe even to begin with? Yeah, that's that's a good plot, plot hole that you've, that you've exposed there. Um, and... Maybe I don't know. You know, maybe Iris was because she knows. You know, she's seen the parts of Nora that are a lot like Barry, and maybe she was afraid to tell her those things because she was afraid that she would go back and try to fix it, just like you know Barry tried to at Flashpoint, and and you know Iris, you know, knowing the results of the Flashpoint, maybe that's why she didn't tell, share it with her. But but she didn't have power, so she couldn't have got. She it's not that. She, well, yeah, she had a um, a power dampener put right. into her, mm-hmm. so she couldn't have gone back, even if she wanted to. But I just like to me, I don't know why Nora hasn't brought up the fact that hey, mom, not only did you take away my powers, but you never told me a damn thing about my father. Well, like how unfair is that? Yeah, well, and maybe, maybe it's uh, you know, maybe if I be, they'll they'll explore that part of the storyline. Maybe, maybe, or maybe they'll focus on Cicada. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Cicada, I have to give a shout out to one of our listeners uh, uh, at Lou Jeffrey. He. Uh, Made a point. Uh, he uh, speaking of like silliness there at the end fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Why didn't K- Killer Frost just free Cicada? Well, you know, she she comes and she goes. Yeah. She she's not a meta. Um, she no, but, she's a free free spirit. Yeah, yeah, but she could have frozen him, and then everything would have been fine. You know, he wouldn't have gotten away. They could have taken him to the pipe. They could have taken him to the pipeline, and then everything would be good. You know, you know how that um, that dagger like like sucks up all of the meta power, yeah, the dark suck- matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so along with the dark matter, you have logic. Yeah, there is that too. Sucked right up. Yeah, there's that too. There's that too. There's that too. Well, well, Veronica, did we convince you to check out the last season? <laughs> Did we totally sell you on like what a great season it is? <laughs> um, I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'll I think go. what I'll do, well, what I'll do is uh, wait and binge watch it all together, so I can know what's going on. <laughs> well, yeah. One other thing I just wanted, as far as the time of 
thinking to your point, Sarah, uh, about Iris not telling her is that, um, you know, there was, whenever they translated the book, they had the, it was like, I think one of the translations was time is malleable. Mm -hmm. And so again, and I meant to bring this up earlier, but I think that also plays into why some of these events are, you know, Nora and Thawne are, Thawne is manipulating Nora, maybe, into rejiggering a lot of these events in the past so that, one, he can continue his lineage, because obviously he's here now in 2049, but also, um, you know, it, it also possibly a way to just, you know, to just, just mess with Barry. Another thing is, too, I mean, she could just be evil. I mean, you know, we saw those evil looks that she gave back in season four. And um, even when, you know, even in season five with Sherlock, these suspicious looks, which now we, we know why. So, Well, she's the fifth member of a legion. Yeah, it could be Legion of, of Doom. It could yeah. be the legion. It could be the legion of doom, or it could be the or the legion of superheroes, which well, is excess. That's pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I um I honestly I I think most likely there'll be a twist and where she her fate was going to be the legion of doom and then they changed it and now it's superheroes, but I actually would prefer if she went the the. Um, doom route because again why Yvardhan is such a good villain for Barry Allen is because of that manipulation mm-hmm. and that that idea that well I'm going to prevent the the man the, the, the man who I despise from becoming this this hero by taking away his mom that didn't work okay right. well now let me take away his daughter yeah yeah well, yeah, I mean, or yeah, I mean, or she could, he could do that, or she may just ma- Marty McFly herself. So, well, that would be and, the logical thing. No, yeah. <laughs> I think we're and then, running. And, 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 then, and, then, and then we do, and then we do end up with the tornado twins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, does anybody have anything else to say before we wrap it up tonight? I'm good. I think the only thing I want to say is because you're worried. They're not breaking up Elicity. <laughs> you know, you it's, know how many viewers they would lose if they ever did such a thing. No. Yeah, you know what? It's it's such a tiresome um, couple thing to do in every single show, every show. Like God, I mean, can we just try something different once in a while? You know, they you know, argue and then make up sex or whatever. And then they're fine the next day. Like, come on, because this constant like cliffhanger of like, oh my God, they're going to break up. It's, it's, it's getting old and I'm tired of seeing it in all these shows. I'm just like, I don't know why that has to be the only way to write couples dealing with, you know, issues. It's just stupid. <clears throat> but I think the reason I, I bring that up is because so many people are, like, the fandom is just in an uproar right now about it. And I and I kind of feel like some people are, are taking it to a whole different level. <laughs> and well. I feel really... I feel really, (laughs) I feel really bad for them. Like, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, who hurt you that this is affecting you so much? (laughs) And I'm not trying (laughs) and I don't want to be, I'm not being mean about it. It's just that I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't see this kind of like breaking them up again happening in the show, like ever. So. You can, I think you can be feeling very assured that, you know, it's going to be okay. They're just going to have their ups and downs for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be okay. Yes, sir. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You'll be able to continue to make your fan vids. Don't worry. (laughs) Hey, they're giving me a lot of good content to use for those things. And I got a bunch of new toys. I just, 
I just have to write one more paper and then I can finally play with all of them. I, I, I agree with you. And actually, Veronica, you raise a point that I've always been fascinated about, too, in terms of storytelling. Um, unfortunately, we don't have time tonight to talk about it, but hopefully we can bring you back and explore that topic because it is true that like there's this thing that occurs in any show where you have this this plot point between two characters who end up falling in love and it seems like suddenly the writers don't know what to do because now they're together and we don't know how to have couples together on screen no. so we're going to break them up <laughs> and then we're going to put them back together and that's just going to continue to happen and happen and happen and it is really amusing um are not amusing, but it's really fascinating to understand why that occurs um, and why sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, future hiatus show. There we go. There you go. Yes. <laughs> All right, Veronica. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Everyone can find me on Twitter at Nerdy Chicana and E R D Y X I C N A N A. You can also read her fan fiction. <laughs> yes, read it, read yes. it. <laughs> it's only I've only got two, so it's not like a whole lot, but yeah, sure. <laughs> read it, bookmark it, give her kudos. She just deserves it. Um, Thank Will, Thank why? Where can our listeners find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Will M Polk. W I L L M P O L K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>